Crafters. My name is Erin and I will be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent day culture and where you can see these represented in modern content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Firstly, I'd just really love to thank every single one of you who listens to this podcast every week. I cannot thank you enough. This week we hit this amazing milestone of having over a thousand downloads. In podcast terms, that means a thousand people have pressed play. doesn't matter if you've pressed it numerous times, but it means that we've hit a thousand downloads and I cannot tell you how unbelievably grateful I am. I just absolutely adore that people like this as much as I do. And I'm so happy to carry on doing what I'm doing. And I'm just so glad you enjoy it. So thank you so much for supporting this. I love every one of you. I wish I could give you a big COVID-free hug. I have had one of my vaccines now, so I'm semi-protected. But thank you so, so much. I absolutely adore all of you. This week, we're looking at the infamous basilisk from Greek and Roman mythology. And yes, I know we're in Greece again, but I promise this is the last Grecian monster for a little while. And in fact, it's actually the last European one for a little while too. However, sometimes this is considered a European monster rather than specifically Grecian, but we'll kind of run with the word's origin, which is in Greece. The basilisk is a legendary reptile who is known as the Serpent King. It's described as a snake that can kill you with a glance or blind you. Very literally, its looks can kill. Now, it's called the Serpent King because it has a little crown pattern on its head, not because of its size. They actually only come up to about 30 centimetres long, so they are diddy little things. And let's note now that there is very little myth to back up their ability to turn things into stone with their gaze. That is something that's kind of been lost and exacerbated by modern media, although it's nice how it links back to Medusa and the Gorgons, considering she has snakes for hair slash a snaky body. Hysterically, though, it can actually kill itself by looking at its own reflection. So it's just a big silly snake. The basilisk is sometimes confused with the cockatrice. This is a legendary cockerel and dragon hybrid, which we'll cover another time. But this is because the basilisk is born from an egg that is looked after and hatched by a cockerel. Not sure of the logistics of that relationship, but everyone likes a bit of cock. Well... As I said before my goof of the century, the cockatrice, in contrast, is a cockerel's egg which is then incubated by a snake, or sometimes even a toad, so you can see why these two are sometimes mixed up within mythology. Now I bet you're wondering, well Erin, I only know basilisks to be giant snakes, nothing to do with chickens, I don't actually know this about them. Well, I'm about to blow your mind. They actually did have feathers. In medieval Europe, the description of the basilisk began to develop features of cockerels because they were so linked. It's said to have a venomous attack, and they're also said to have a beak, feathery wings, and even be able to breathe fire. Again, though, you can see where this almost goes into cockatrice territory, so we're going to leave it for the other day. We're just going to leave the cockatrices away. The basilisk's only noted weaknesses are the crowing from a cockerel, linking back to its incubation, and the odour of a weasel. Random, I know, but it's totally because of the real-life link to cobras and their natural enemy, the mongoose, which typically is a type of weasel. 
but basically the enemy is mongoose but google keeps correcting me to use mongoose as a plural and i don't want to it's mongoose it's that's just what it is it's time for the etymology of the word basilisk it's my favorite part of the podcast the word originates from the greek word baskilios which means little king, little prince, chieftain, or even young ruler, which makes some sense with the little crown and its altogether Mother of Snakes vibe, which this monster definitely is. The myths around basilisks started in the Naturalist Historia, which was a book written by Pliny the Elder in 79 AD, where he gives a very long description of the basilisk before he died at the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in Pompeii, can you believe that? But here's the extract. It is a bit long, but it's worth reading out. It is produced in the province of Serene, being not more than 12 fingers in length. It has a white spot on the head, strongly resembling a sort of diadem. When it hisses, all the other serpents fly from it, and it does not advance its body like the others by a succession of folds, but moves along upright and erect upon the middle. It destroys all shrubs, not only by its contact, by those even that it has breathed upon. It burns up all the grass too, and breaks the stones. So tremendous is its noxious influence. It was formerly a general belief that if a man on horseback killed one of these animals with a spear, the poison would run up the weapon and kill not only the rider, but the horse as well. There are some really cool other accounts of the basilisk too, actually. In the 9th century, a basilisk reportedly hid itself under the temple of Lucia in Rome, and it smelt so bad that it caused a devastating plague. But the Pope went out and killed it with prayers, as the Pope does, you know, he's real badass, badass dude. In 1202, in Vienna, there was an outbreak of fainting spells, which was traced back to a basilisk that had hidden in a well. However, when they found it, it had already died, which is kind of sad, but they did make a statue for it, but it was made out of sandstone, so it no longer exists. However, there is a lovely mosaic that sits in its place now, which I'll talk about later. In 1474, an old cockerel in Switzerland was found to apparently be laying an egg, so the bird was captured, tried, convicted of an unnatural act, and burned alive before a crowd of several thousand people. Yes, this did actually happen. Now, just before its execution, the mob begged the executioner to cut the rooster open, and they found three more eggs, and they were all in different stages of embryonic development. It's definitely a bit of a wild story. There was also a report of a basilisk at the royal castle in Copenhagen, Denmark, in 1651. A servant was sent to collect eggs from the hencoop, and he saw a cockerel laying an egg. The Danish king, Frederick III, asked for its egg, and he watched it for days, waiting for a basilisk to emerge. And it never did. But it did end up in the royal cabinet of curiosities. So that's kind of cool. Lastly, though, and the coolest report was that of the Warsaw Basilisk in Poland in 1587. A bunch of people, including children, went missing, and they found all of their bodies in an old cellar that had air so thick no one could even venture down there. They pulled all the bodies out with these long hooks, and the town physician, Benedictus, said they presented a horrid appearance, being swollen like drums and with much discoloured skin. The eyes protruded from the sockets like the halves of hen's eggs. Gross? To get rid of the basilisk, he suggested that a man go down wearing a dress made of leather, covered in mirrors facing in all directions, and armed with a rake. 
They also sent down a convicted criminal because two birds, one stone. (laughs) Apparently, he was cheered on by over 2,000 people and he trapped the basilisk in a wall and pulled out the rake as Benedictus believed that sunlight would depreciate its poison. Then the account just completely stops. There are no reports of what happened to it afterwards, so we're unsure whether it died, if it killed anyone else, but this is considered the most eligible account of the basilisk. Now, some people have speculated that early accounts of cobras might have egged on the legend of the basilisk. Cobras, if you didn't know, are one of the few snakes that can sit in an upright position, and even though it sounds really stupid, can be killed by mongoose, still refusing to use mongoose. Also, there are a few species of cobra that can spit their venom, and this is usually straight into their victim's eyes, which could link back to that whole blindness thing. Also, cobras were revered as kings in places like ancient Egypt, and are predominantly found there too. Also, just as a cute little history fact, the Titanoboa is an extinct snake that lived 66 million to 56 million years ago, and it's considered to be the largest known serpent of all time. Now, if you're thinking, wow, anacondas are really big, Erin. Well, this snake, man, the snake is like four times the size of anacondas. The fossils that they found are huge, mostly of the vertebrae from their huge spines, which if you look this up, they're like dinner plates. You can only imagine that there are hundreds of these within the snake, and the snake's body is a little wider than this too. Luckily, thank God they're extinct, so I think we're okay. But it's an interesting perspective on something like this existing and actually being able to survive within our world. Now in art, we'll talk statues and architecture first, with Sean Latengasse, number seven, in Vienna, which we discussed earlier, which is a beautiful mosaic that displays the old man finding the basilisk in the well. Also, you can see an amazing metal sculpture of the Warsaw Basilisk at the Bezelzek restaurant in Warsaw's Old Town Market Square. And actually, there are a whole load of basilisk statues and models all over the city. It's kind of a guessing game as to where they are. So if you've ever been to Warsaw and seen any of them, or you've been on this kind of trail, please let me know. I'd love to hear about it. For other art, I would suggest having a look at independent artists for this one. However, you can see the classic drawing of a basilisk from 1640 by artist Ulissi Aldrovandi. Now a little weird one for you, we can talk about actual basilisks, which are little lizards. I love reptiles, so we can talk about them forever, but they're mostly known as Jesus Christ lizards. As you think you probably guess it, he can't turn water into wine, they're not that handy, but they can walk on water because they're very little and very fast. That's about it on them. They're also very cute. Just look them up. For movies, let's quickly talk about the others apart from the obvious. We've got the 2006 film Basilisk the Serpent King, which got a solid 3.5 out of 10 on IMDb's rating system. I'm not entirely sure it's worth the watch. Now we've got to talk about the inevitable, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. This is where the main antagonist is the basilisk, but in this it petrifies students who are considered mudbloods which are magical people who come from non-magical family. This basilisk uses the pipe system to get around the school and is only defeated in the end by the sword of Gryffindor going through its noggin. The basilisk fang is then used to destroy a multitude of Voldemort soul pieces called Horcruxes. And actually, when the sword goes through the beast's head that becomes covered in basilisk venom too, it can then be used to destroy other Horcruxes, which is why they use the sword sometimes. They also go back and get the other fang from the basilisk skeleton in the final book. I can't remember if it's in the film, 
but honestly the last few films were so bad I honestly cannot stand to watch them anymore no matter how much of a fanboy of Harry Potter I was when I was a child. However, in games Basilisks feature in Terraria, the Borderlands 2 DLC Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, Dungeons and Dragons and lastly God of War. My book recommendation for this week would not be Harry Potter or Fantastic Beasts because we hate J.K. Rowling and we don't want to give her any more attention. You can look at the manga Basilisk in which the main characters can kill people just by looking at them. If you're into more light-hearted fiction, there are the Nathaniel Blood Beastologist books. The second one is based all around basilisks. It's called The Basilisk's Lair. Especially good if you've got children. They are kids' books, but they look really fun. I would read them if I was younger. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? Hmm. To be fair, kind of like the Kraken, the Basilisk has a lot of references to real-life things, and I can see that someone spotting a King Cobra or an Anaconda could be mistaken as a Basilisk, but at the end of the day, it's probably exactly that. A mistake. It might have existed in dino times, and if you think about the size of sea serpents or even a modern-day Komodo dragon, they're massive, and it makes sense that maybe there was something around that might have been that big. Then you've got to look at the existence of the Titanoboa, which we know did exist in Jurassic times, and we know they were about 50 foot long, which works with the depiction of the basilisk that we all can imagine now. So it might have been derived from early discoveries of these skeletons, maybe that encouraged people to come up with the basilisk myth. Also, lol, the idea of them being related to chickens, that just, for me, it just completely makes it enough to make anyone doubt their existence. It's, it's a serpent egg that's been looked after by a chicken and not even a chicken it's a rooster they're they're boy chickens they don't even care about the eggs anyway i love snakes i'm not massively fussed about the existence of basilisks i think they're very cool however i know indiana jones would not be into it hey maybe i should be the new indiana jones i'm scared of everything else but i think i'd be better at it and i'd definitely be more inconspicuous with my luminous orange hair at least i have the same knowledge in ancient history i'm sorry that it turned into a lot of harry potter drivel as i said we do not support jk rowling on this podcast But the Basilisk is a really good monster who exists outside of this mythos and we can pretend the Chamber of Secrets never happened if we want to. Next week, we're heading over to China to look at the awesome mythical dragon Nian who has a huge impact on Chinese culture even to this day. Swoop into the podcast next week to find out more about this amazing dragon. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next. I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can now be found at mythmonsters.co.uk along with all of our socials. It's on shiny new website. Yay! Come and join the fun and share this with your pals. They might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. We'll see you later, folks.